0: I started off making twenty thousand a year. Now I make twenty thousand a month just off one business, with the real estate. But now I'm like, hold on, I made twelve. I made more than I made in the whole year in one day. I definitely got to share that with the world.
1: Peace, family. Will Roundtree here on the Full Time CEO Podcast: The shit they don't tell you. where I interview entrepreneurs, CEOs, moguls. Legends, all that good stuff. But more importantly, today I have a very, very, very special guest. Of course, I always say all oh, my guests are special, but this person is very special. Uh, not only is she a good friend of mine, she's like a sister, she's a mother, she's uh, an entrepreneur, a business woman. She's not just a business man, she's <laughs> a business man. I mean, all that good stuff. Uh, I definitely don't want to steal her thunder, but uh, the, the the biggest thing that stood out to me when I when I first met this queen is that she went from being a single mother to building a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio. Now, some may say, uh, "What's the significance of that?" Well, it's huge because most over forty-seven percent of African Americans don't even own a home. So she went and utilized all of the excuses that most people utilize, but turned those into motivation to be here with us today. She traveled all the way across the country to come and spend a few minutes with me and share her story with you on the full-time CEO podcast, The Shit They Don't Tell You. I want to introduce my good friend, Ashley Hamilton. What's going on?
0: Hey, King. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Wouldn't have done it for nobody else but you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. All I need is an excuse to come out of Vegas, exactly. I swear. But definitely did jump right on the flight, came out here. Once I heard you were dropping a podcast, I already knew I liked in. I think I texted you like, hey, right. make sure you send me a bomb if it's a year from now, but exactly. I had to be on here. So i super excited to be here. No,
1: no, I appreciate you. <laughs> and, and like I mentioned, you know, just with your story, uh, phenomenal just as far as you being able to use adversity as motivation. And so we definitely going to get a chance to touch on that. But for those who may or may not know, you know, Ashley, you know, just talk about, you know, uh, who you are, where you came from and why, you know, just your story is so significant, not only just for women, but for people in general, because I think everybody has everybody has an excuse that they can use as why they don't accomplish what it is they want to accomplish. So if you could just share that with
0: yes absolutely and thanks for that oh uh, yes yeah, so my name is ashley hamilton born and raised in detroit michigan cold detroit um had a normal childhood grew up a uh, very low income uh, my parents was on government assistance and things like that but never really affected me uh, because i was like stuck in a box but once i got older and started seeing like the world and stuff i'm like wait a minute something ain't right here right um so i basically had a normal childhood um, i became a mother really early. At 17 years old, I had my daughter. Um, But not only did I have my child at 17, she was premature. So she had to stay in the hospital for about 45 days. So um, at 17-year-old, that was pretty traumatic, right? So right then and there, I instantly started thinking, like, I have to do something so that I can spend as much time with her when she gets out of the hospital. I didn't want to hand her over to a daycare center after she had went through all that. So the entrepreneurial, you know, thoughts had already started kicking in, but I was still a minor at 17. So fast forward two years later at nineteen, I had a son as well um and then i I was like, okay now it's time right i'm responsible for two human beings it's time to go, so I started exploring avenues on how to become financially free and end up um hit, um end up hearing a like um what is it like when they do those uh, meetups like uh, I, it was like a workshop or whatever for rich dad, poor dad. Okay. Uh, so I went there, never heard like any of the terms they were saying mortgage, cash flow, none of that stuff. But what stood out was two quotes that uh, the gentleman said. And uh, one was Warren Buffett was um, take a couple years of your life living how most people don't so you can spend the rest of your life living how most people won't. And then the other quote was, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. So that's all I took away from that conference, literally went home and didn't think nothing else about it. Um, Maybe like a week or two later, I started to see for sale signs everywhere, right? And at the same time, I'm on the news and they're like, don't buy in Detroit. Detroit is bankrupt. It's a war zone. Uh, You can get a house for $5,000 there. And I'm like, wait a second. Um, at this time, I was uh, 23 years old. I was working as a waitress at Red Lobster, making less than twenty thousand dollars a year. Right. Twenty. 000. So that's like twelve hundred a month, if that. Right. And I had these two kids and I'm a single mother. So I really wanted to change my life. So uh, I picked up the phone and called one of those for sale signs. And the property was six thousand three hundred dollars. And I didn't have the money, right? Because I'm only getting $1,000 a month if that. But I knew that I was going to get a tax return, right? Everybody, February, March, everybody get their tax returns. Uh, so once I got my tax return, I literally took the whole entire tax return, purchased the house, and the rest was history. Wow. <laughs> That's how it got started. And that was in uh, 2009, my first property. Uh, but what you, when you had said, like, well, people make excuses and stuff like that. One thing about my journey, and even in the beginning, like I I took it, I did it the right way and I did not have any unfair advantages. Right. So when I was listening to podcasts and even YouTube, you will hear people say, oh, I got a million dollar portfolio or 100 doors. And as soon as they start talking, they're like, oh, my dad loaned me 100000 or I was working a six figure job or my credit was just miraculously good. Or I partner with somebody, you know, so it's always something like, dang, that's just something I can't do because, you know, I'm coming from a person with um, low financial education, no money, the city is bankrupt and all that stuff. So I'm like, I can't do those things. But I was able to execute with my tax return. So 2009, I set a goal to buy 10 properties. My goal was to buy 10 properties, one a year. And once I got 10, they would hopefully be worth $100,000. And then I would sell them all, be a millionaire and just retire. Uh, That was the original plan, but it didn't (laughs) go that way. But that's where I was at when I started.
1: (laughs) No, powerful story. Now, people may or may not know this, and they may even think this is Cap. I used to work at Red Lobster, too.
0: Really? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, Nicki Minaj, Damon
1: John. We we all worked, but I was a dishwasher. I guess I wasn't (laughs) powerful enough to be a server. Right. And so, But I remember we used to be in the back making the cheddar biscuits. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: yeah, let's just say... I don't eat that Red yeah, lobster now because I saw what actually goes <laughs> on in the kitchen. So, yeah. But we, 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 I've, uh, we can move past that. <laughs> but uh, but no, I love that story because how I got into entrepreneurship was similar. You know, it was around 2003. And I remember I actually got em- enrolled in uh, network marketing. Mm. And it was the it, like you say, it wasn't necessarily I didn't understand anything that was going on. But what stood out to me was I saw young black men dressed in suits Mm. and they controlled the room that that stood out to me. And then they talked about, you know, just different things of like changing your mindset and, you know, all of these different terminologies that we really didn't know what they meant back then. But fast forward, like when somebody gives you advice, that advice may not necessarily be for you that day. Right. But as you go through life, as you go through journey, you start to think back and be like, damn, this is that was right. Or he was right (laughs) or she was right or whatever. And so um, now let's take it back a little bit with your story, Ashley. When you got in real estate or went to that event, was it intimidating? Because one of the things I know, just me being in a financial education space, one of the common things that I hear from people even today is that it's intimidating. Under talking about money and, and you already know how it is with a lot of people in our communities, they get it's like taboo to talk about money. Mm-hmm. We'll brag on entertainers. We'll brag on how much Jay-Z made or whoever. But when it comes to us talking about money, finances, credit, real estate, it can be intimidating. Was it intimidating walking into those rooms?
0: Uh, actually it wasn't. I know, um, it could have been, but my, my, mentality, my mindset has always been just because I was thrown into a world at a disadvantage and so much adversity that I was used to getting let down. I was used to getting told no, I was used to, um, you know, so I was, my mom always said also, like, if you have a problem, you, I don't care if you have to go over it or under it or go through it, but you just keep going. So that's how it was. So I was walking up in there. You would have thought I was open the way I walked up in there, right. didn't know nothing. But I always was confident because my whole thing is I just need to learn one thing. I, every day I challenge myself, even from a two-year-old. Like I talk to little kids and I like ask them questions. I just want to learn. I'm a sponge and I, I'm never, I'm always to be a favorite student. So that's definitely what um, what led me to go there. Like, even though I didn't know anything about it, but again, it's just curious, right. you know. But definitely the mindset shift. Um, I know I see that today in in our community. But just like you said, they're so easy. You'll share your whole entire life on Facebook and Instagram. But you don't want to have those real conversations. Mm -hmm. But it's time. Like I always tell people, like, I can't blame my parents for not teaching me financial education or how to do this. But our kids can blame us because now it's just too easy it's free look like podcasts like this come on youtube instagram like there's no excuse why we cannot pass on this financial education to our kids and another thing i always say is like um you know obviously real estate to me i believe i wholeheartedly know that i could not be where i'm at today without real estate just because i was such at a disadvantage i couldn't just go out and get a six-figure job i didn't have a transportation but Real estate is so easy to get into, you know, and you could be anybody, you could have a failing, you could be bankrupt, you could still do it. So real estate definitely has changed my life. But even if you don't take real estate as a path, I always tell people, bare minimum, just get good credit and add your kids on as authorized user. Seriously. Yes, have, getting them. My daughter just turned 18 December 14th. Um, and then a couple of days, like 12 days later, she literally got, um, I had put her on as an authorized user. Her credit score is already a 767. Mm. And she was able to get her own credit card just about that one play. So even if you don't want to do real estate, just have giving your kids that advantage can definitely help them along the way.
1: No, absolutely. And we're going to definitely touch on that. Mm -hmm. But you said something else that stood out uh, when you were telling your story at the beginning, when you went to that workshop, you didn't get much out of it at that point. But the two quote.
0: Yes.
1: And I think that's another thing. Sometimes with people, we go into everything looking for an immediate result, Mm -hmm. not knowing sometimes. That's just the stepping stone or the baby step to even get to the next level, because right. it was that shift mentally that was like, OK, yeah, I can do something different to change my circumstance. then you talked about mindset and just what your mother instilled into you. How important is mindset on any journey, whether it's wealth, whether it's just changing your circumstances, whether it's in relationship? How yes. important is that mindset and how do you continually work on that?
0: Absolutely. So it's the number one thing in any journey that you go on. It's always mindset. You can literally. Another thing that I say is that if one human being was ever able to do it, I can do it, too. Right. I may have to train a little harder, right, get taller, get smaller, whatever. But I can do it, too, because somebody else has. So that mindset right there is already shattering any belief. Because if one person did it, I can do it. But for sure, that's the mindset, because even like with real estate, credit or any kind of business, there's always a way to do it. But if your mindset is so programmed to the instant gratification or it doesn't work, let me get over. It. It's not going to work. That You're going to just, you know, that's how you're going to not be successful when you could have just opened up one more door. And that would have been your breakthrough. Right. So that's all in your mind to not give up to, to finish what you start. You know, so definitely important. And the good thing about it is that's what you need a mentorship for. And even for me, I still seek mentorship, even where you, some people may look at me as a real big success. But you always need something stimulating. Challenging your mind, and there's always something you can learn. Yeah, and that mindset stuff is something you just have to continuously get the mentorship for. Like you can learn to play for how to flip houses, how to do wholesale, but mindset is always something that's evolving, and that you're always going to need coaching on. So that's why I'm a strong believer in that as well.
1: Now there may be someone actually watching this podcast, and they're like, "I keep hearing people talk about mindset, but how do I condition it? Because mindset, really, it's your muscle." working continuously over and over like how what is it that one could do to prepare to keep their mindset sharp or to even come out of the, the the negative thinking that they may have had and move to a different set of thinking how does one work on that
0: absolutely so for sure seeking other people that's done it already especially okay. if they're offering coaching and stuff like that but the mindset is just like you said breaking it down step by step so what is the, the next important thing? I need to do to get closer to my goal so if you have to break it down a little bit into small obtainable steps and that can help out a lot but um definitely just seeing to me that's why i do what i do right and share everything because i feel like be showing what i'm doing is being motivational and that's getting people hopefully helping them to get their mind together to want to do it but to be honest you guys it's just just like that quote i heard literally take two to three years of your life to live how most people don't so not eating out even one year not eating out not spending you know not getting the Netflix subscription just one or two years and i guarantee you your life will be much much better and then you would start to realize that what other people think and I I know I know that's a really big issue we're so I don't know why a lot of people focus on what other people think right and that's just really what it is once you stop hearing what other people think your life literally the the weight is off your shoulder your mindset will be so much better and powerful because that that stress is off right so that would be my advice for that
1: no all (laughs) of those things make a big difference I can remember being in Vegas and I'm, I'm new out here I didn't have television for six Wow! No yeah. one, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> but 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 two, it mitigated my distraction.
0: Yes. You yes, know what yes. I'm
1: saying? It, because it's very easy to come home one day after having a bad day and like, you know what? Let me just watch an hour of television. And one turns into two. Two, two turns to four. They so, you know, you done binge watched the whole series <laughs> when I should have been reading a book on whether it's crypto or real estate or whatever the case may be. And so those distractions. Yes, is the sacrifice that we have to make. And I understand sometimes people are like, well, I got to have a life. Mm -hmm. I'd rather live (laughs) forever, (laughs) you know, versus just enjoying just time in my 20s, 20s. 30s and 40s. And then when I'm in my 40s and 50s, I have to figure it out. I'm still working into my 70s. And it, you know what I'm saying? And That's so how
0: it is now. It, it Honestly, really is. It is now. So to be honest, like I have so many levels in my story, but I just be trying to stay on the, the right track. But I reached So I started. I bought my first house at 23. I was 100% financially free at 27, and I retired. Mm. I retired. I own my house free and clear. I was getting about four or five thousand a month in cash flow. I think I owned about seven or eight houses then, um, and I retired. But a lot of us want to retire. We want to quit our jobs. I quit real Lobster. Um But after three years. And even before that, like I was bored. It's only so many vacations. And then another thing, your friends, like I wasn't wealthy enough to bring my friends yeah. on with me. So they're still working. So they're not available to travel. So we always think like, we just want to, you know, live free and have so much fun. But once you do create financial freedom, you're going to go to work and make more money, right. Or try to do something else. But for me, I know that I want to retire, you know, at before I'm 40, right. right? And not even, I wouldn't say retire hundred percent, but just very minimum and picking and choosing. Where I have the freedom to walk away, and then now I can go out travel the world, and now I can use the next 40, 50 years to live out, you know, the rest of my life without having to worry about four um, hundred one ks and social security. They, they're going that's going to be obsolete in a couple yeah. of years, honestly. So, and it's so many people I know, and I and I even hate to say it, even tenants of mine, seventy five, that's still working, you know, still working, and don't have nothing. So we definitely, while we're young, that's when we need to grind, right? Put in the work. This is when we need to be back in and trying to delay the gratification you know as long as possible so i feel you on that but yeah i did i was one of those people that retired early and i could have retired i didn't have to go back but when you're so young your mind and in me just my mind always writing ideas down always thinking about something i had to get back started and, and you know I, and then i realized like you know it's one thing to be successful yourself right that's that's what it is but how can I make this last for 10 generations? Right. Um, that's another thing that we have. I would say I have, like, I didn't have the luxury to buy or own my house and then I can go out and splurge on a new Gucci bag or something like that because you have I have to pull back and bring my mother up, right? And then those generations. And then also I have to take care of my kids again because I don't want me to meet be like I'm a millionaire. Then my kids have to go and struggle with student loans and debts and stuff like that. So when you come from a background like myself a minority background on government assistance is you have to delay gratification you can't go out and buy the lambo after you got three properties you got a hundred thousand dollar check now you got a lambo because we have to just go back and reach and and do a little more but at the end of the day, now, ten years later, I can do those things, right? right. And it was a very sacrifice I would do any day. Oh, you know
1: <laughs> 10 years. You're a vet now in this <laughs> in this space. and we're yes. definitely going to touch on the real estate side, but uh I heard a story once: one year at your job, you made twelve thousand mm-hmm. And then you had a play. In one day, you made twelve thousand.
0: Absolutely, yes. And then
1: just being able to reflect on that, I can imagine that that was powerful for you.
0: I literally a tear came to my eye, yes, because I, I, it was you know a long time ago, obviously, but I found the OW too, yeah. And I'm like, wow. Let me see if I've ever actually made more in one day. Mm -hmm. It was like a hundred dollars more. But I was like, let me see if I've ever had a day that high. And I literally went from making 12,000 a year at a W2 to making 12,000 in one day. So that was, that's something new that I'm figuring out before my claim to fame was I started off making 20,000 a year and i make 20,000 a month just off one business, the real estate. But now I'm like, hold on, I made 12, I made more than I made in the whole year in one day. I definitely got to share that with the world and not share it like, oh, I'm big. Because again, if you see me, you're going to see me out with regular clothes. I don't have the flashy stuff because I'm still grinding, right? But I do it. I put it out there for motivation. Because again, I know we are in some people are just born in really bad situations. You're born, your credit score already used and all that stuff. But the best thing about credit, and I learned this from King Will, is <laughs> it is repairable, right? So, and I'm not, you know, it's not your fault that you were born into a bad situation or whatever, but it is your fault if you choose to stay that way, right? So again, I, I share my story because I know n- being where I was from and the rate that I was going, I should not be here today, right? right? Society had a path written out. You're, as soon as you have your baby, you get on government assistance, right? Then they're going to kick the daddy out because he can't afford child support, so he can't move with you, or we going to cut off your health insurance. So then I'm going to work part time making five, seven dollars an hour. Then I only can afford a house in the it's hood. A then my kids can only go to these schools that don't have the proper uh, funding. So, yeah, it definitely was a trap. But I had to fight, break through it. And it was all a mindset shift. Right. I don't care how many doors got slammed in my face. Just keep getting up and keep and keep into, and keep going until you get to right. go. You know? What do
1: you say to that, that single mother or single father? Because there are a lot of yes. single fathers out there. And I don't think they get enough credit yeah. because it's a lot of single fathers who, who still get up and do what they have to do. For sure. And so to the single mother and single father out there who are like, huh. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I have this thing where I say, everything is hard. Yeah. You just have to pick your heart. Mm-hmm. It's hard being poor. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard going on the quest of being wealthy or creating a financial security blanket for your family. For what sure. do you say to that single parent? May be going through that mental uh, or emotional roller coaster because their circumstances isn't where they want it.
0: Right. So I'll definitely say just keep at it. I know it's hard, but don't give up. Seek guidance if you have to. But just having the back of your mind that while wow, this is hard, right? This is a struggle for me. I want to give up every day. But the fact that you're doing that, your kids don't have to do that. And honestly, that's what keeps me going, right? I'm like, dang, I had to work 12 hours yesterday. Well, that's cool because now my daughter don't have to do that right my son don't so always you figuring out your why right maybe it's your kids um you know whatever that could be but that's what i would say but it's possible and i'm not gonna lie like when i did start it was 2009 but i know that if i started now it would be way easier because we didn't have or at least i didn't know social media and youtube and now anybody can be an entrepreneur you can go get a car and rent it out DoorDash or anything like that. So it's definitely easier now. You
1: can to make, make money doing anything,
0: anything now. now. Really. Yeah, so you just have to have that mindset and do it for the kids and know that you won't be the first, but you won't be the last, yeah. right? That's something I always say. Right. And a lot of this stuff, and I know because and, I, you know, not to talk about people and I don't know people directly that do this, it's just the stories that I hear. But I know there's a lot of bad seeds out there, you know, and those are the people that kind of mess it up for everybody. What makes you feel like, oh, there aren't good people out there, but just weed through it. Right. And that's what attracted me to you, because when people are first of all, they have other businesses, so they're not counting on you, you know, trying to hurry up and get a sale. But the fact when people sit out and take two and three hours to teach you something for free on YouTube and you got probably hundreds of hours of training out there, those are the people that you should listen to, but those typically are the people with less than 20,000 followers, right? So our mindset is already going to the people with a hundred thousand or a million followers with the Lambo trucks and the private jets. And that's not saying that it's attainable, but it's definitely watered down because maybe they uh, did the work 10 years ago and now they've just been living a life. So things have changed. So that's also a a factor on yourself by you're looking at your perception of wealth, right? you're thinking that these private jets and stuff, and even though it could be wealth, but you gotta, you gotta lease it out. Or other than that, it's a liability. If you're not leasing it out like Turo, it's a liability. So that's what it is. And uh, something very powerful, someone had asked me the other day was like, Ashley, like you have siblings, I'm sure you have coworkers, you have friends. Why are you the only one, you know, in real estate, like everybody's successful in their own route. And then I, it made me think, because I'm like, I don't know why people didn't do it. I told them everything like, oh, the <laughs> plumber ran off with my money. Let's go to his house, y'all. Oh, right. Come on, you know. Right. But I realized that it wasn't glamorous. You know what I'm saying? I had That's literally, part. I That's literally part. got a check for $127,000 cash. My money didn't owe nobody nothing. I literally went to work that same day and I was making more than my boss's boss's boss. That is, but that's the, the level of humbleness I have. And not only that, the mindset is not the money. So when people say like, well, Ashley, all she do is work. She got 10 houses. Why she don't have a Lamborghini truck? Why she don't have a Mercedes? Why she don't have all this Louis? They're not realizing that, you know, it's, I'm building, right? I'm building now that my kids won't have her have to do this, but their perception of wealth is I don't wanna be like her. She just work all the time and she don't got nothing fancy. So that's, that's another thing where it comes back to us. When you seek motivation, make sure you're seeking it to people that actually are living the lifestyle you want to live, or at least that you see the progress. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look at up to those people. I love to see the new cars and the new race and all that stuff, but I'm not, you know, depending on them to save me. In my situation, especially if I'm way down here and they're way up here, so you know, just have an even balance. We all want to have the luxury stuff, but for sure, keeping up with the people that are low and the followers and that's really giving you that free time as well as some paid time that would be uh, helpful.
1: No, it's powerful. And, and and talking about money, you you said something. It was mm-hmm. a little stunt. You were <laughs> stunting a little bit. You said you took your tax refund check, bought a property. Yes. Like, so I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which Mm -hmm. you already know that real estate market is similar Mm -hmm. to Detroit. You could buy a house for $2,500 in Milwaukee. And so as I'm driving through the neighborhoods one day, this was probably a few months ago, how most people who live in that community look at it as disaster. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at opportunity. Yep. It's like, man, this house is abandoned. This house, this is like, this is opportunity. And these are people who, like, I have a client who bought a house from a tenant. He invested $40,000. Mm-hmm. The tenants are paying a, a combined mm-hmm. about 1200 in rent. Wow. They could have bought that house and their payment would have been $300. they have been living there for 20 years. Yes. Like we have to start learning the power of our dollar, learning financial structure, understanding credit and all of these things. And so when you talked about you took your tax refund and bought your first property, like right now, what's about to take place with the, uh, the tax refunds, people are about to get the largest tax refunds they've ever had yes. in their lifetime. And I would hope that they take heed to, you know, what you're saying, what I go out there and preach. And really understand, like that's your initial seed money. Mm-hmm. We all don't have a rich Uncle Phil from Beverly Hills. Right. <laughs> we don't have the 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 the, the trust funds and, mm-hmm. and all of those things. So like, with with you sharing that story, I could only imagine you've seen a lot of people that were friends and family who've gotten the eight, nine, ten thousand oh, dollar tax refunds, and you've tried to put them on what was the pushback that they that they gave it was
0: always an excuse and that that's so true that i was going to say what you said that i've witnessed it for years now though when they see me and they're like oh my god they realize how much money they have blown now they see it but i i was multiple times because i am a licensed real estate agent as well that i tried to help people that i know and there was always excuse literally i only closed one deal for a friend Everybody, wow. every other deal fell through, and it was all my car broke down right here. And then guess what? They went ahead and bought the car versus the property, and then their car steal was gone six months later. And now it's ten years later. The houses, I still see these houses that I was going to sell to them for six thousand, selling for eighty six thousand now, and it was just seven years ago. You know, so it's just you know, and I like I said, I don't know if it's just the glamorous and it's our society of this instant gratification. But it's so funny when you said that, like I when I first started, I said. Well, not when I first started, but once I got three or four doors, I started to get nervous. Like I might have to do something else because this isn't going to work because I was I was purchasing a house for twenty three hundred dollars and somebody was paying me eight hundred dollars a month. Oh, that lady stayed there for seven years. She's still there to this day. And I'm like, so I thought that they're not going to pay me the 800, they're just going to buy their own houses, (laughs) but they never did. I'm glad I stuck with it because I was like, nobody ain't going to pay me rent when they can just go buy the house, but they still do. And I I just don't understand why I feel like it's out of sight, out of mind, but mostly I feel like it's the perception because if they do buy that house or don't spend that tax return, then they're not going to be able to have the latest flies, Gucci and the J's. And then what people think of them, they're, you know, they fell off, but I do know like some of the brokest people who never owned a property, who rent, who have to move all the time. They flyer than me, though. They got a new hairstyle every week. They got all the bags and stuff. Now I'm over here with 32 properties today, right. as I speak, and they still living better than me and never right. owned anything. So you you have the money. It's just your priorities it's and what you're going to do and with it's it. perception
1: and perception. You know, like yeah, you said, sure. sometimes if you don't show the, the glamour, glamour yeah. people don't buy into that. And, and And I really wish that, you know, People could really just kind of dig through that because first of all, most of it is mirage.
0: Yeah, for sure. They don't Please. own the
1: cars. Mm-hmm. They just take they rented the jet. Like yeah. I see they have filters now. Yeah. That show you on <laughs> jets and different things. So and speaking to that, Ashley, let's talk about the importance of financial literacy. Yeah. And I know you have several programs, you have your challenges, and like you've really kind of taken the bull by the horns as they say and went on this quest of educating people. Mm-hmm. I remember actually meeting you about almost probably four years ago. Yep. And you came up to me, you know, you, you were sharing some of the things that uh, we're doing and just me watching your journey has been phenomenal. Uh, I'm extremely proud of you. And just Thank seeing you. other people who, who look like me, you know, sure. black, because it's not a lot of blacks. It's not right. a lot of it's us not. that really are out here teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of people who have services, yeah, but, but it's yeah. not a lot of people really teaching. Why was financial literacy so important to you to teach about finance?
0: Yeah, because I this is like, I didn't have that unfair advantage. Right. So I was and that's why I, even to this day, if somebody try to do something less, that's unfair, to, like for me, like, hey, I can get you the house. Don't worry about it. I want to go through it straight and narrow so that I can show people that it's possible. And that's why. So when I do any coaching that I do is like, listen, whatever the topic is, you are going to be able to execute when you leave. And I want to make it affordable. But what I know, and you know, obviously, it's no knock against the government. Everybody has their own things. But while I love and support and appreciate our government, they don't know the best thing to do. They think they're just throwing money at the situation, right? And you can't do that. It has to be education. So even with my nonprofit and everything that I'm trying to do, it's an education factor in. And we're not just giving away money or housing or affordable. You have to learn as well because. That is what's gonna make you be able to sustain when you know things go south, just like with COVID. If COVID haven't showed us anything is that you need multiple streams of income, right? So having that financial knowledge and that uh, confidence and education lets you be able to go out and do these things. So that is why it's so important to me. And then also, if you have the financial knowledge and education, you are literally a millionaire. It's really nothing stopping you. You could do whatever you wanna do. Um, what one goal that i set out for my kids and what i feel like we all can do that was it didn't really cost me anything just a couple years of living how most people won't but i said when well, my uh, for my kids i wanted to make sure i gave them four things on their 18th birthday that they can have by the time they're 21. so i wanted them to have a good credit right at least a 750 credit score with no blemishes i wanted them to be able to graduate college with no debt uh, i want them to have an investment property and a vehicle if i can deliver those four things to my kids, I would feel like I've done my job, but also that's going to help them and let them see the importance that they have something and they're actually starting out at an advantage. So that's just the, the, the goal that I have for my kids, but I definitely feel like that will help a lot of people. if We did those initiatives for our kids and help us bridge that gap with the lack of financial knowledge. <laughs>
1: no, definitely. And I love that initiative. And you, you've talked a lot about credit.
0: Yes. And of course, you know, I'm can't a get
1: credit. credit is king. The yes. book. Yes. But why? How has credit changed? Just your trajectory of your goal.
0: Okay. So a real life example, and I'm gonna be the one with receipts. I think I'm gonna just change my name if nobody has to miss receipts, <laughs> right? Uh, because I got them. So, um, honestly, I'm a testament. So it took me 10 years to buy 10 properties from 2009 to or 2019.
1: just using your tax right? cash, yeah,
0: cash, tax refunds, savings. That's it. 2019, I I met this young man right here and just opened my eyes to so many different things. So I started executing, right? You don't got to tell me twice. I execute. So Will was giving me the game. I soaked it up. And I was from 2019, August, 2019 to August, 2020, I bought 11 properties Mm. in just one year. So I really shouldn't have to say nothing else about why credit is important. Do you want to take 10 years to get 10 houses or do you want to buy 11 houses in just one year? And then even after that, I didn't stop. So I bought now I'm at 32 properties. So I've bought 22 properties in 18 and 28 months. And that's all by using credit, leveraging my credit. Um, And it's just so powerful. So hopefully that's a real life example on why it's important. But you guys, it is because if you have credit, you don't have to have a dime. You don't have to have an emergency. I don't even have an emergency fund. Like, um, and not not telling you guys not to do that. So when I had a rental property and all the training that I did get a read in the books, they say you want to have at least three to four thousand dollars set aside to that property, just in case the roof breaks or the furnace. So imagine I have thirty-two properties and I have to set aside, you know, emergency because things do happen. That would be like ninety thousand dollars I would have to just sit in the bank and don't let it work and make half a percent. Well, I can just have a ninety thousand dollar credit card. Furnace break, okay, swipe Home Depot, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And now I can take that 90000 and let that work and make more money. So credit is definitely powerful. And again, it's repairable. So even if you are like in a bad situation, first of all, what well, I'll ask you since you are the king of credit, is there any situation that's not fixable?
1: So <laughs> there's scenarios that can take longer. Longer, right. But no, there's not. Because right. I always tell people that time just has to be on your side. You Absolutely. have to be accepting the time it may take you four years to fix your credit right but i tell people what are you gonna be doing over four years anyway Anyway,
0: absolutely so
1: no there's never a time never. where credit can't be and even if there is there's still other strategies
0: right so that's what i was gonna there's say still
1: other strategies
0: that's what i was gonna say so but like you just heard it from him he said there's so the only thing it is can take more time so let's say you get with somebody from his team and to do your credit, and he said, okay, it's gonna take four years, it's just really bad. Okay, no problem, still do it though, because the four years is gonna pass, but now you're gonna look at, that's gonna be plan B, you're still gonna make sure you follow up and, and fix your credit, now you're gonna work with hard money, right, or creative financing, or seller financing, but you're still focusing on your credit, because as soon as Will gives you the green light, your credit fixed, whether it took six months or four, six years, now you about to get access to 250,000, mm-hmm. right? Easy. So that four years would be worth it because, again, if you get 250 after you waited four years, that's 50000 a year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that ain't money to just sleep on. So I know it's discouraging when you look at the time like, oh, my God, what, you know, four years. You can still get active now, right? You're not, but you're going to pay a premium, right? And as you should. So just like me, I, I'm a person that's been responsible with my credit once I learned the power of it. So why should you get the same rates as me? Because, like, I'm a hard money lender. So people come to me like, oh, your interest rates is high. Well, you got a 550 credit yeah, score, bro. <laughs> well, I, I got an 800. Why would your interest rate be the same as me when I took care of mine? So again, it's not impossible. You can still make moves in real estate or anything you want to do being creative, but get your credit fixed so you can get access to this and literally change your life. It's so easy.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned, you know, if it took four years, after four years, you have 250, 50,000 a year. Here's what I tell people, and 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 it came to me in a form of a story. I had a client who, uh, actually, a good friend of mine, that went through my program, and I helped him get about two hundred thousand and some change. like about eighteen months.
0: Wow! Yeah. And so
1: he was sharing this story with one of his aunts, because both of them were. She was she was tenth thing to get in real estate. Mm-hmm. He had already built like a multi million dollar real estate portfolio. Wow. And so at this family gathering he had, she was kind of bragging. Hey, you know, I have about 300000 in my 401k, my wow. pension, whatever, whatever. And he said, How long did it take you to do that? He said, 45 years.
0: Wow.
1: Just think about that. It took her 45 years to save 300000 And he said, Auntie, that's cute. <laughs> but I have 245000 and it took me 18, 18
0: months. Wow. And that's powerful. And another that's thing. Very when, when COVID hit, everybody lived through it. My 401k, the little one that I did have, because I only worked four years, uh, you know, for the bank, um, it literally dropped in half. It was like 30,000, 40,000. It was only like four years. It literally was less than 20,000. It went back up now. But the thing, like, it, what if that was her year to retire? Yeah. And she had this 300,000, she retired, and then it drops to one fifty. So yeah, we definitely we we and that's how we're conditioned to believe that the government's gonna take care of us, right? Do what we're supposed to do. But you guys have to have COVID She's taught us you gotta have more than one eggs in our basket.
1: And what do you say to those people who are like, oh, credit? That's just debt. I love having that combo, by the <laughs> way, but I want to hear because I know you probably get that pushback a lot. Absolutely. But what do you say to people who are like, oh, that's just debt? I don't believe in debt.
0: Right. So honestly, I'm very debt averse. It right. really helped, It hurts me to get de- into debt because I've, I was poor. Right. And I feel like if you can't buy it in cash, don't buy it at all. That's what I was taught. Or I don't want nobody to be able to take away from me. But again, my portfolio when I was doing it all cash was about eight hundred thousand. Now I'm at over two point six million. Right. Using debt. Not only that, my income just from the real estate, I was making about eight grand. Now I'm making 20 grand a month. So but that's after servicing the debt, right? So if you, I don't care if if I have to pay, if I make a dollar, right? If I use a credit card and I have to pay all the credit, all my profit to the credit card and I make one extra dollar without using my money, that's the problem. Cause, it didn't, right? Cause it didn't come out of my pocket, right. right? So that's just what it is now. Obviously just be, you want to be cautious to not over leverage, but just at a safe using mentors and people like myself and will, you will be good. Because like I said, if you're making a dollar out of something you didn't have and you didn't invest nothing, it's infinite return. Yeah. So just give me an extra dollar. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, And then here's
1: the other parts of that too. It's, it's tax free. Yes.
0: Oh my gosh. Like if tax people
1: free. really understood, like I can, I can take a line of credit, go and buy a property that, mm-hmm. so both of them are debt,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: then I can refinance this property, mm-hmm. pull cash out tax free.
0: Absolutely.
1: And the tenant pays the debt servicing on the credit line. And that the refinance mortgage,
0: absolutely that is the most that's why I invented the re, well my reverse flip strategy that's right. exactly why even as even if you do decide to flip later still do the refinance because that is all tax free and and capital gains is one of the highest, especially short term capital mm-hmm. gains I think on average is about thirty five to fifty yeah. percent so when people the flippers that's why when I look at flipping and it's nothing wrong with flipping but every flipper eventually buy and hold rental because cash flow helps you quit your job. The hundred thousand dollars you make on a flip is good. You be spending it buying your Lambo, and then here come April when Uncle Sam like, hold on, you owe me thirty five percent. Yeah, even just like with crypto as I mean, well. We
1: come in and buy the Lambo at absolutely. A <laughs> yeah,
0: I got a discount from the auction sale, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but... <laughs> it's it's powerful, and that's one of the things I love about just being in this space. Yeah, because it's it's really endless opportunities, and really no excuse on why people shouldn't have something right not saying everybody goal and aspirations are to be millionaires and have multi-million dollar portfolios but it's really no reason we shouldn't have some
0: yeah and you know what we have to i, I i'm very nice that you all because i i try to help anybody i don't care who it is but at this point i'm getting to the position where i have to be firmer we don't have a choice but to be wealthy like i mean to we don't have to be rich like you don't have to have multi-million dollars but you have to you cannot depend on the government if you if you're sick, um, even right now, right, first of all, with just the climate of what's going on, people are forced to work and are forced to take a vaccine. And, you know, even if they choose to or not, just to be able to feed their kids. So that's why you have to be well off and have some kind of financial knowledge. Just in case you decided not to do it, you're not having to decide, do I feed my kids or do I get this vaccine? Right. That's number one. Now, number two, the government insurance. This is a true story. I knew somebody. I never knew this. Everybody know that, you know, governments uh, gave you insurance. But this, um, this person was really, really sick. And I guess she had maxed out what the government would pay. And they literally sent her home, even though she was not yeah. well and anything like that. So I was like, wow, that is the real testament why I have to start preaching we have to at least be financially free enough to um, afford health insurance because they're literally sending people home to die after you hit your limit. And then with life insurance. So again, these things can be done very, very cheaply, yes, yes. especially our black men. You guys, our black men are dying 17, 18, 20 years old. A policy on them because they're strong, right? We're strong. That's, that's who we are. So they're healthy. A policy on them is probably 10 to $15 a month. Right. And like I said, uh, Lord forbid he, something does happen because we're just getting attacked back everywhere. The police, each other, we, everywhere we go, we're getting annihilated. But at the end of the day, if we put that $15, 20 on our kids and, you know, in our family, life insurance on grandma, whoever, that once if something does happen, you know, knock on wood, obviously we don't want that. But now we don't have to do the GoFundMe. Now we don't have to sell fried kids fish dinners, you know what I'm saying? And then not only that, we can make sure we put our relatives in the ground nicely, but we can also use that capital to bring up the whole family. Mm -hmm. So now that this young man, while it's tragic enough, and I'm very passionate about that, it's tragic, but it happens every day anyway. So we have to be, even if it's just the $15 a month, let's put this on all our kids because, I don't want to go into talking about other people and other races who perceive that they're wealthy. But a lot of that is life insurance money. And, and and another thing is they're not portioned. Right. Grandma's uh, 80 years old. We want we to put a two a million dollar policy on her. No they don't asked. say, oh, has grandma smoke and all this stuff? No questions asked. But, you know, let another race do it. So, again, things are it's not a level playing field. But at this point, there's just no excuse. We just right? got to
1: learn how to play the game. We got to learn how to play the
0: game. differently. And, and
1: speaking even with uh, medical. I had a good friend of mine who, you know, and just talking about how now even just knowing this basic information, it's a necessity. It's no longer just, oh, I didn't know. No, you have to. His father was in hospital care, and his medical benefits ran out. He was able to use his credit to pay his dad's hospice bill. And he was able to, you know, survive much longer right. than what they initially told him because they would have sent them home.
0: They would have sent to die. Yeah. yeah like, I want think
1: it. about like how powerful credit is just mm-hmm. understanding these extremely basic principles of finance. You don't need yeah. a degree from, right. from Harvard to understand credit. Mm-hmm. Like and so and that's why I'm so passionate about it. I can see the passion in you. And I think, well, I don't think I know that's why you and I just resonate with each other so mm-hmm. much. And we bounce off of each other so often because we 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 get it we're from the community we see the people and and then we've also have been a product of the product Mm -hmm. you know we've built multi-million dollar real estate portfolios using the bank money (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) you know what (laughs) i'm saying but then being able to teach that and see other people be able to benefit from the teaching that we've been able to share you know so it's, it's powerful.
0: Definitely, it's definitely powerful that's one of, that's a big thing for me when i say it. it's one thing for me to go get a hundred a hundred thousand in credit but i i feel better saying i've helped 10 people get a hundred thousand in credit for Easy. sure so definitely powerful and really quick i just want to say this not saying that you have to pay a premium but guys start you have to make an investment, even if it's a $10 class, a $20 class, because everything that's free is not necessarily is going to change your life. Right. This is just to get your mind working. You will have to make some investments. So start making an investment in yourself, even if it's a, a smaller price point. Right. And that's why I start doing lower ticket offering. Um, but another thing is because we always assume that free is, you know, but we don't appreciate free. We have to pay for it. I do giveaways, you know, for every product that I do, I'll do at least one or two giveaways because I know it was the time I didn't have 100 hundred, two hundred $200, right? And literally the people and I'm not going to say everybody, but people don't even show up. They don't. And it's, I'm giving away one hundred thousand dollars worth of game, but it's only one hundred ninety seven dollars. But I'm giving you this free. You want to give away and you won't even show up, you know. But I got people that's paying, uh, you know, way more than that. And they're showing up every day. You know, yeah. so we definitely have to start valuing education.
1: Yeah. Valuing I, I'm it. giving away my group coaching program mm-hmm. to people. You know, they hit me with the sob story yeah. and all of that. And they, they don't go, they don't come to one class. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: like, I, I can't help you if you don't at least have yeah. some skin in the game. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So what's mm-hmm. next for Ashley? I know you got a yes. lot of things moving. <laughs> uh, you probably got another 30 properties on your radar <laughs> for 2022. What's, right. what's, what's next for Ashley?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I definitely want to, um, the more, the more successful I get, the more I want to give back. Right. So right now I'm doing just a series of these workshops. They're very affordable on so many different topics. Um, wholesaling, flipping property management, rehab management. I partnered up with, um, at- my attorneys and stuff like that. So we're going to get you together for a fairly uh, cheap price. That way I also am working. I'm almost finished with my nonprofit. So I have great programs coming out to help. I'm, you know, starting off with single women to get housing and things like that. And other than that, just bringing you guys more trainings with uh, real estate, trying to come out with a course and stuff just to help you guys get it, you know, and even if it's just that one property, literally that one property, one property is what I did to get my daughter, the 800 credit score. I added her on there, but that one property was funding her IRA Mm. and that's how she's buying her investment property. That's how her college fund, right? So just one property. You don't have to think of that massive, uh, you know, you don't have to own 32 properties or over 40. I know you will just shatter, shatter the <laughs> records on me, but still, you know, you don't have to do it if you're like, that's just too much for me. You know what I'm saying? Just one property can literally set your kids and your offspring or even your family up. So it's definitely you have to do it, get with the right people, and you got it, but you got to do it. We can't, again, like I said, we can't blame our parents for not teaching us the information, but our kids can not blame us because you guys are getting it for free daily.
1: Is real estate investing or owning real estate a must?
0: It is definitely a must because it's completely life-changing. Anybody can do it and they're not making any more land, right? They're not making any more land, what's here. So it's always going to be value in the land, but it's definitely a must.
1: Okay. All mm-hmm. right, so uh, as we wrap up, last question, I always like to ask all my guests. What's that one thing you wish you would have known that you know now? Back, then? you can go back and talk to the ninth row. Ash, what would you wish you had have known back? Then?
0: Okay, so I am gonna answer your question, but I'm gonna throw it. Look, hardball, because that's what I do. So honestly, I'm glad that I didn't know because. I retain so much and I'm not saying that. So when stuff is given to you, like somebody said, Hey, here, go to property. All you just pay me 10,000 is already rented out. I'm losing the contractors run off of my money to how do I find tenants? How do I pick up on a scam when a person writing their fake landlord? And I'm talking to their cousin, you know, so honestly, I'm glad I'm so grateful that I didn't know nothing because it helped me learn so much more and retain it. And now I can teach it. Right. Um, So that's what I would say personally, Uh, but obviously I wish I would have known how to leverage credit early on because when I would properties were five, the same properties that were $5,000, I'm spending $50,000 on right now. So if I could have had 32 back then, you know what I'm saying? I would have been really, you know, triple, quadruple. So that for sure, just the financial uh, education and knowledge on how I can leverage credit, but still grateful for that journey because I learned so much more and you never. The good thing is you never make a mistake, right? You just learn. You just so learn. You they're, they're get. All they're, it's they're
1: experience. Yeah, it's experience. Absolutely. So Ashley, it's been fun. Yeah. Love I your story. I'm, I'm always bragging about you every Thank time you. I get a chance to just talk about people. Not even just the adversity part, but just your mindset. And it's always refreshing just to see people, you know, who 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 echo and champion, and as a for lack of better words, carrying the torch. Yes. You know, that I've been out there screaming for so many years. For and so sure. I definitely appreciate you. Uh family, I appreciate you guys tuning in again. Make sure y'all go follow my sister. This queen has been trailblazing, not just in her hometown, but across the country. She's been on uh, site, uh blogs like Bigger Pockets. She's been written about in uh national publications, she's been on the news, all mm-hmm. these different things because her story is so powerful. You know, she's been able to help different people from all walks of life so make sure y'all go and support her and uh, also in the meantime i need you to support this podcast continue to share like comment make sure y'all go pick up the books for uh, full-time ceo the shit they don't tell you as well as credit is king and uh as always i appreciate you guys tuning in and i will see you at the top peace